Greetings church. I hope this finds us all well. Um this is a great time to be alive. It's Easter weekend. Woohoo. And I know I may be saying woohoo and like mm, are you sure you want to say woohoo on Saturday? Easter Saturday? Yes, I do because of what Jesus has done for us and because of what he continues to do in our lives. My name is Pastor Brenda. I serve you as a youth and a ladies pastor and it's a privilege for me to be talking about Easter Saturday with you. I want to begin by asking a question. And uh, for most of you who or I think it's most of us or a number of us who've gone through the Kenyan school system, I'm sure you came across a seed either a bean or a maize seed maybe in primary or secondary school and you may have interacted with a germinating seed and you may have even planted it to see if it would grow. And the question I have for us today is if you have ever seen a seed growing in the soil with your naked eye, have you ever seen a seed growing in the soil, in the dirt, in the ground with your naked eye? Some of you may argue, yes, I have, thanks to tech, because, you know, we have different, you know, shows and documentaries just showing us about different things. But that's not what I really am asking about with your naked eye, not with the help of a telescope or a camera or something in a conditioned environment. Our focus today reminded me of a seed. It reminded me of a seed. And the growth process, and just even aside from the growth process, the seed in the ground, in darkness, in an invisible and understandable situation with a naked eye. And it led me to just title our message today, In the Dark, In the Dark. I would like us to go to our text for the day, and in a short while, I will do exactly that. And our text is coming from Luke, and if you can, please just get to your Bible. Get your Bible, get your Bible. If you don't have it close to you, get your Bible. If you have it on your phone, get it. And let's go to Luke chapter 23, verse 44 to 45. Luke 23, 44 to 45, and also 50 to 55. I'll read it as a full text, and then just share my thoughts around that. And this is what it says. It is now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Verse 50. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. And here he's referring to the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. Verse 55, The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. 
but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Let's just pray in response to this word. Our Father and our God, we thank you because the entrance of your word brings light. And thank you for Easter and everything it reminds us and its significance and everything it has accomplished. Father Lord, as we listen to you and as we respond to your word, we pray that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we began Holy Week, what we now call Holy Week. Back then, of course, they did not call it that. So we're just going through life. We have the privilege of retrospect or, you know, um, just being able to look back. So Holy Week begins with celebration and pomp and palm trees. And, you know, there's the way the Israelites or the, the, the people prepared the way and they celebrated Jesus. And it's so sad how the week began on such a high and then quickly decelerated to this moment. And this was such a dark and a terrible moment for the disciples, for the followers of Jesus Christ. They looked and before them was the death of all their hopes and all their aspirations, was the death of their deliverance, was the death of their salvation, was the death of a new dawn. The Israelites were hoping that the Messiah would deliver them from Roman oppression. They were hoping that the Messiah, as had been prophesied, would come and deliver them from the suffering they were going through. And you know, it was worse still because those who were in his inner circle saw him in all his majesty. They saw Jesus in all his majesty. They saw his power. They saw him healing. They saw him resurrecting people. They saw him feeding. They saw him do the miraculous. They saw God. They saw him in action. So their faith and their hope was placed in the right thing. They had actually seen the manifestation of the beginning and the operation of the kingdom of God. And in this moment, all their hopes lay in a tomb, dead. I can't begin to imagine how discouraged, how confused, how hopeless they felt. I can't begin to imagine the grief that they experienced in this moment. It was probably the darkest day of their lives. They were in the dark, literally. Literally. In their minds, everything was truly over. There was no hope. There was no salvation. There was nothing, no future. Have you ever found yourself in such a situation where your last and only hope was dashed right before your eyes and there's nothing you could do about it. Have you found, ever found yourself in a situation like this described of Easter Saturday where it was quiet, there was a deadly silence, where there was uncertainty, where you were in fear where you are sorrowful and grief. The disciples were scattered after this incident. Have you ever found yourself in a place where you felt lost? You know, it's interesting what the theologians speculate about this moment or this Easter Saturday situation where Jesus was in the tomb. Some say that when Jesus died and, was, and, and descended into hell, 
that perhaps he went to speak to the Israelites the, who had not believed the prophets in a hope, or rather who had not believed in the prophets, so that they could be reconciled to God. And they would believe the message and be restored. And their base is actually in Second Peter 3, 18 to 20. Others speculate that he experienced the horrors and the pain of hell. In all honesty, I don't think any of us really know what fully happened, what truly happened when Jesus' body was in the tomb and when he descended into hell. And sometimes we find ourselves in such situations where it's so dark, in tomb-like situations where death seems final, where nothing makes sense, where everything seems like it has come to its end. Maybe right now you're in a situation like that, like this, where something that you valued is in a tomb, dead and finished. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe you're looking at your child and your child is just, you know, sinking into some deplorable state, maybe a state of depression, or maybe even a state of, you know, drunkenness or abuse of drugs, or just in a very terrible way of life that can only lead to death and destruction. Maybe in a situation where your business seems like it's in a tomb, dead and buried, and there is no resurrection for it. Maybe in a situation where it's your dreams seem like they have come to an end. Someone has cut short your aspirations. Someone has cut short your progress. Maybe it's a loss of a job and you feel this is the end of your career. Are you in a tomb-like situation? Are you in a dead situation? Are you in the dark? Remember the story of the seed that I brought up earlier? You know, when the seed is in the ground, when it is in the dirt, we don't see much. We don't know much. We just wait it out. And the disciples, the followers of Jesus were in such a situation where they had to wait it out. We cannot see with our human eyes what is going on in our dark situations when we are in the dark. We just like the seed, we don't, we can't tell what is happening in the dirt of life, in the darkness, in the dark situations, in the ground. But you know what? After some time, when the processes that are going on underground in the seed are done, the seed sprouts and we see the fruit of everything that was happening underground. You know, Jesus' death in many ways reminds me, or rather this seed situation in many ways reminds me of Jesus', Jesus death and his burial. It was not the end. He was at work even in the dark. He was at work in Hades, destroying and wrecking havoc and bringing to an end a finality of death and sin and its influence over our lives. Because of Jesus' work in the dark, Today, you and I are children of the Almighty God. You and I have been separated from sin, its curse. And even though one day we will die, our death is not final. We will be reunited to our Father in a glorified body, in all our glory as God will bestow upon us. Because of Jesus' work in the dark, sin and death 
have lost its power. Satan has lost his power over us. In the silence, he was at work. And I dare say that God actually does his best work in the dark. That what you think is a dead end situation is not in the eyes of God, in the spiritual realm, in the majestic and mysterious works of God. This is not the end. He is not finished with your life. He's not finished with you. He's not finished with your child. He's not finished with your work and your future, your hopes and aspirations and your dreams. What may look like a dead end situation in your human eyes could just be the beginning of a greater work of God in your life. I'm encouraged by these verses, in particular Job 14, 7 to 9. And in, a, in the NIV version, this is what it says. At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. And its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground. And its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. There is hope for you who is in a dead end situation, who is in the dark. You too can sprout like that seed. You too can grow like this stump that has been cut and bear a new, a new plant and bear new fruit and experience the newness that Jesus Christ gives us. Maybe you're in a dead end situation in the sense of you're in the dark in the sense of you're still living in sin. You have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is hope for you that you can experience a new and abundant life that Christ Jesus gives. But we have to put our hope in Jesus who was also in the dark and overcame. There is hope for you who has been cut down. Put your hope in Jesus who was in the dark and overcame. There is hope for you who feels like this relationship is over. Put your hope in Jesus. What seems like death in your life right now could be the beginning. And I prophesy over you is the beginning of a new and a glorious work in your life. Glory be to God. I want to conclude by reading Proverbs 10, 27 to 30. And this is what it says. The fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a refuge for the blameless, but it is a ruin of those who do evil. Vasati, the righteous will never be uprooted, but the wicked will not remain in the land. In the dark, there is hope. God does his best work in the dark. You will not be uprooted. You are not being uprooted. You are not being destroyed. It is not the end of you. Truly, it is just the beginning. Put your hope in Jesus. In the dark, there is hope. God does his best work in the dark. God bless you.